Haven't seen you all Wait, day. Hold on. I'm sorry. I didn't know you were starting. <sighs> uh, you should be scared. I am high anxiety right now. Why? I'll tell you about my day. People think you have PTSD from that one reel we made where your startle response is super high that people are all like, that's a sign of a trauma. That's a trauma response. What happened to you in your past? I've been that way my whole life. Something happened in the womb. I Dallin literally... Th that's not even a joke. What happened joke. in your mother's womb? I don't know. But like Dallin will come, I'll be showering and he'll be like, hey, where's the, I am certain for a millisecond of time that, that I am being confronted by a murderer. I'm about to get like brutally tortured. I think, you want to know what I think it is? I think I have um, where I've watched so many episodes of Law and Order. That's what SCU. I was just going to say. You know, like every, I, I went through a phase in college, so I was really homesick all college. And I just, I self-medicated by watching Lost the first year, all 300 seasons. Second year, I discovered Law & Order SVU. Uh, taught me a lot about the world as a homeschooled girl from a Christian, good Christian family. Yeah. I was like, what? It was thrilling. And every episode, like mystery, it really like captured my like who done it sense because I love figuring it out. Uh -huh. And then every episode literally starts with a girl walking down a dark alley, a girl leaving the club, a girl asleep in her bed, a girl in the shower, a girl walking alone. You always are like, why don't you just go for a walk alone? And I can't do it. I'm too scared because every single episode and there's like 70,000 starts out that way. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. And then she dies or is tortured or is murdered or is like terrible things happen to her. And then they figure it out. And Olivia Benson saves the day. I really think it might be from that. Huh. I, can't, I can't handle it. I am certain. Like if I watch that show like three days in a row, I can't even like, I'm like arming my house every time I come inside. I'm checking bathrooms. I'm checking closets. Our security system brings Ashley a lot of comfort. Our security system works half of the time every time so sponsored by vivid <laughs> <laughs> and just our house has shifted so doors don't shut right so when you try and lock it it's like i've proactively worked on it so that they all work yeah they don't the what back door still doesn't work which one if you want to break into our house the back door is usually unlocked because the lock won't lock the back door if i'm not shoving it shut when i lock when it locks it doesn't lock i'll work on it today Okay, well, that one's working so on I it. Dare so you all you, all you murderers, house. try again tomorrow. Try it. <laughs> Test me mm -hmm. and the way that I run a tight ship in this house. Oh, fun news about our house. So we have all these cracks all over our walls and ceilings. And for the last year, everyone's been like, oh, yeah, it's just normal, normal wear and tear, settling of your house. And we've been like, our last house never did this. Mm -hmm. Dallin ran into one of the guys who made our house the other day. And he was like, how's your house? And he was like, well, there's a lot of cracks. And he was like, oh, yeah, well, we built it on a crap foundation because of all the clay in the soil where you're from. So that's going to be a problem. He's like, yeah, lots of clay here. Well, and we were like, crappy soil. I'm like, no one heck? told what? We would have walked away. What's worse, in our last house during the final walkthrough, we re realized that the workers had all been peeing in our storage room, just in the walls, mm -hmm. just for fun, or having crap clay that makes your house crumble. Look, the Look. city approved it. Eric said they did extra work on it, on the foundation to make it 
like extra strong. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, it's fine. how much it has to do with like we got multiple independent opinions saying that it was normal. I just don't think that's a good thing to say to one of your previous clients. Like, it oh is. yeah, there's crap soil where you are. Yeah, it's not comforting. What? what? Thanks. Speaking of houses, I'm officially just disenchanted by everything under a $7 million price tag. (laughs) You've been scrolling on Zillow? Here's the thing about living your life. You like usually don't, you like live your life happily and you're like, oh wow, like there's some really rich people over in that neighborhood, Mm -hmm. but you never get to go inside. You never get to like see how they live. They don't all have daily vlogs. Unless you're like a relative, it's just a mystery that you don't know. You know, the $10 million people for the homes. At least that's what it costs to build a really nice home where we live. And then... 10 million is like the house on the... That owns a whole... Oh, yeah. That's like... That's like top... It's like the neighborhood where you're like... It's not like Aspen where that... Or Jackson Hole where that's like, that's a pretty nice house. Oh, yeah. No, they're really... They're like... Anyways. You want to have some fun. Go look at houses for sale in Aspen and take away any price filters. Holy cow. I didn't realize... I met a guy yeah. on a ski lift. Sorry, I'm totally No, it's okay. Keep going. I met a guy on a ski lift and he was retired, but he was, wait. This is my worst nightmare, having no, to have a conversation in, with the this rando. This was in Mesquite at a casino. There was a group of guys and they all had like Colorado Breckenridge hats on or something. Dallin and I was immediately like, Where are you guys sits from? by him. That's like if I yeah. saw a celebrity, I'd be like, oh, I think I'll just play poker here yeah. for, for no reason guys he's like oh we come golfing gambling out here once a year this is our time every january and i'm like cool where are you from he's like aspen <gasps> like whoa you're your from heart aspen? stops yeah that's only my dream area to live if mm-hmm. bitcoin and shib ever go big that's like if i meet someone from nova scotia or prince edward island i'm like <gasps> people live there oh yeah yeah he's like Dreamland. he so how he made his living in aspen was he did maintenance on all these big wigs houses like he's like oh yeah the the doctor who created proactive yeah she had a house out there in aspen i maintained her house and all these super duper super like you have to be rich of the rich of the rich one percent of the one percent in order to have a house in aspen if you worked his job would you search through their stuff every once in a while search through their hundred percent i'd be like open this drawer see what's Uh, in here no they probably have cameras literally everywhere when i was a babysitter i used to do that yeah, just I mean, I'm not taking anything. Curious. I'm just like, what do you keep in here? But he said, like, oh yeah, they just come out a few weeks a year to their twenty million dollar house, and he, his job was just full time making sure everything is chill, take in the mail, like check the water. He was a pogue, um, pogue life forever. Well, he was a pretty well off pogue. Yeah, but like, like in he, in they, Aspen, he's a pogue. They pay him lots of money to just be the guy to fix anything, he to was maintain like, their house, to to winterize the sprinklers, check the didn't pool, John B do that for Ward? Change house? the air filters, mm-hmm. you know, just mm-hmm. all the stuff, all the stuff. He's just this this handyman, and he spent his life in Aspen working on super rich people's houses. Wouldn't that be fun? Yeah, if I had run into him, I would have been like, so you, so how what do I seal? the good dirt from getting into my garage let me tell you (laughs) it's like like, i don't know it's a mystery things happen to my house i have no idea it's a mystery where's the marble from italy is it from egypt is it taken from the one of the original pyramids where and you're like um home depot no it's like a run-of-the-mill window from home depot and the dust (laughs) blows in oh i don't understand i've never worked with that kind of crappy material anyways that was um my story about fancy houses cake i'm gonna gonna circle back to where (laughs) i was I don't know if this is something that happens in every city out there, 
In Utah, there's this thing called the Parade of Homes. And there's one in... I think it's fairly common. You think? I've never... I've only lived in the woods of Georgia and Utah. And the woods of Georgia did not have the Parade of Homes. There was always the Salt Lake Parade, the Park City Parade of Homes. No, that's what I'm saying. Utah has the Park City Parade of Homes. That's in the mountains, ski resort land. Freaking amazing. Then they have... I think there's even like a Utah Valley Parade of Homes where Pro, like around Provo area. Then there's Salt Lake and then there's St. George. So this last week, last two weeks was the St. George Parade of Homes. And it's where these builders like a year ago sign up to be in the Parade of Homes, don't know how that works. And they have these houses they've been working on all year, like blinging out to the max to show off like, hey, this is what I can build if you want me to be your builder. Mm -hmm. And then, and a lot of them are owned by people. And then the people move in after. Anyways, which I'm like, I would never, I would never want the entire state of Utah to walk through my home touching stuff, leaving fingerprints, gross. It's usually before they've all moved in. Like it's just. Yeah. I know a guy who he was like, we had to change all of our carpet. It was so bad. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. Anyways, we walked through it and we got to see inside these huge $7 million, $10 million houses. See what's just like everyday living for these people. And now I don't know how to exist. Not in that space. You walk through and you're like. We only have one fridge in our kitchen. (laughs) You walk through and you're like, what? Everyone should have a bunk room. Yeah. Everyone should have a water slide. Why don't we have two islands? Why don't I have wool felt carpet? Why do I just have normal carpet? Mm-hmm. They have all the nicest stuff. What's the nicest thing you saw? What's your favorite thing you saw? There was one house with a garage lift inside their house. So like from the garage, you can lift up their Porsche to be like a display piece from your living room and like lift it up. And you can walk another under it and have a party alley. under it. Yeah. Another house had an elevator in it. I thought you were going to say um, the swinger room. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The swinger actually thinks it's a swinger Dallin's room. Like, I just thought this that, is definitely just for I listening to music. I picture a swinger room being a little bigger no. and having a bed, not just a couch. You don't need a bed. And I wouldn't put the most expensive sound speak like equipment it's, that money could no, buy. Listen. in there. So it was pretty small. It's this, it seemed just like a music room. Yeah, you're listening to music while you're swinging on a couch. Why like is a it smaller there? couch? Listen, it was this little black room. Like it was painted black, had like sultry, like speakeasy furniture. Mm. It's attached to a larger room. I think they have a party in the larger like party room with the big couch and the, I had like seven TVs and a foosball table. They have a party there. And then if anyone wants to go into the dark room, it's like six minutes in, what is that game called that people who go to school play? Six minutes in paradise where you go in the closet and make out. <laughs> <laughs> that's what i saw on tv oh what shows are you watching no like 
You go in the closet and you have to kiss. Uh, no. Well, I mean, I would, it would work I as that. I swear that's what it's the, for. All the speakers and this fancy old-fashioned record so no one player can hear you. It's romantic, dark, exclusive, it's, uh, anonymous. Okay. I don't think... I think that this guy is just a real connoisseur. The, they, mm. I looked it up and such expensive speakers throughout the whole house. But this one room specifically had crazy sound in there like i think it was just a place it's a hundred percent a swinger where he would just go in or she would just chill listening to their favorite music in the highest quality speakers that money can buy no one just does that i would have a room like that if i just go listen to money were not there's no tv there's it's it's just just literally literally speakers a dark room sultry lighting and you walk right through to a it mm. And you walk right through and there's like a window that overlooks the basketball I court swear, in their house. They have swinger parties in the bigger entertainment room. And then people take a siesta to the dark closet room. On the small to medium sized couch? I just don't think so. I don't think so. Dylan. Anyways, we have to talk about the scariest flight of our life. So, yeah. This is nuts. I don't like to talk about it because I feel like... I was shepherded through that experience by the pilot. He was literally he was a great pilot. sent from God to me. Yeah, he was an experienced, Can I set, seasoned let me pilot. Just, let me set the scene. We're on yeah. our way back from El Paso. We've had a great little week with my family. Uh-huh. My sister lives in El Paso. There's so many, there are a couple people. We'd just be walking down the streets of like inner, like urban El Paso. Uh-huh. And like people would be driving and be like, they just what? slam on the brakes, roll down their window. It's the Dashleys. I can't imagine. Like, no one's expecting us to be there. And like, literally, if I was just in my neighborhood and I saw like Brad, I don't think I'm Brad Pitt. Or like, if I saw someone I follow, like, I follow like Bird's Papaya or Balconina or like the Divine Family. I don't know. All the people I follow, right? Mm-hmm. Just walking down some rando street in the middle of my town, like across the country from where they live. Yeah. It would blow my mind. It was uh, it was really fun. Little stroke to your ego. It's I love getting recognized. Yeah, it's just like she was so nice. She was like, "Oh my gosh, I never thought I'd see you in El Paso, driving, walking through my neighborhood." It just makes it really easy for me because I've always been really shy and like struggled to make friends and struggled to like talk to anyone. I just get like stage fright with a person. I don't even have to be on stage. Just being around people gives me stage fright. And to just have people be able to walk up to me and be like. I totally know you and I love you. Yeah. Then I'm just able to be like, that's how I've made all my friends in St. George. People come up to me and they're like, I know you and I love you. And I'm like, great, Great. let's be friends. Thank you for breaking the ice because I hate breaking the ice. No, I love it. Yeah. Anyways, it's the end of our trip. We literally almost don't make it. Everyone's going to be like, all I say is literally. We literally almost don't make it to the airport. They were about to... My little nephew, who's 12, he was like, you only need like 25 minutes to get to the airport. Yeah, and well, we did not have an adult you know, confirm we have that to, information. We have to go add Violet as a lap child. We have to check bag. Southwest is the only airline, the El Paso airport with a huge line. Delta, see, this is where it. This is how much. This is where it's worth it to pay for Delta. There's like literally 20 attendants there with no line. They're like, next, please. Hi, would you like a pleasurable experience flying? Would you like some cuucumber water? My nephew was just like, rub your hands while I take your bags. He was just like, oh yeah, you don't need to get there. You could make it in 30 minutes to your gate and have plenty of time. And we were like, really? Like, okay, that true. And he was like, that's absolutely true. We needed more time. We needed more time. We needed more time. So we get to the gate. We get on the plane. And the stewardess start talking over the intercom and she goes, ladies and gentlemen, 
Oh, first off, we it was a miracle. It was a miracle that our flight wasn't delayed right, because of the wind. It would have been so windy. We all wake day. up that morning and the news stations are like, "It's never been windier in El Paso. Windstorms. Stay home. Fifty mile per hour winds." I thought our flight would get canceled. We get there, it's not canceled. It was actually really chill until we get in the plane, and then we start feeling like the plane is rocking like, while we're just rocking? on the ground. Are loading luggage. We're like, no. Yeah. We're done with that. The stewardess gets on the phone, the talker phone, and she's like, it's pretty windy, guys. We're going to be bringing garbage bags down. If you want a garbage bag to throw up in, if you get motion sickness, just let us know because it's easier to aim in a garbage bag than the little throw up bag. And I'm like, what? Like, are we <laughs> going to just be smelling throw up for an entire hour immediately, and a half flight? My, I'm like, what? Yeah. Freaking out. I can barely keep my anxiety under control on a normal clear day in the air i'm constantly sure our plane is going to break down crash i'm going to die all my family's going to die and i'm going to have the worst minute before death as i realize that i'm about to crash up in a burning firebomb on Uh, the ground air traffic control would never let that happen okay do you last year the 737 max the plane crashed people it just malfunctioned. Talon's always like, they're so smart. Pilots won't let us crash. Pilots couldn't stop the, the programs well, in the plane from malfunctioning. That's why we're not flying the 737 MAX People anymore. were. It's just a stroke s- of luck. It didn't happen in America. Okay. Yeah. Well, statistically, you're way more likely to die on the way to the airport. I don't know what it is about like Air Asia, but those are always the ones that crash in the Indian Ocean. Sucks. Yeah, very sad. I will Anyways, never so fly over the Indian Ocean. All of a sudden, the pilot stands up in front of everybody and grabs the microphone and talks to us for a while. It's very rare that that happens. I think he happens. could sense the vibe because I'm well, freaking it's out. It's just like he has to tell everybody, okay, so who's felt a little wind today? And everybody's like, <sighs> I'm immediately Me. an A-plus student raising my hand, full attention. Yes, sir. I have felt the wind. I have. Yes. Any yeah. more questions? He's like... So I just want to let you know a little precaution of what's going to happen here. It is very, very, very important that you keep your seatbelt on. We will experience a lot of a turbulence Bad. on this takeoff. And then he goes on to explain how airplanes are super safe and built to withstand turbulence. That helped me. When he said, he was like, folks, I want you to imagine a boat. Yeah. When a boat goes over bumps, are you freaking out? Over waves. Waves, bumps yeah. and waves. And I was like, no, I'm, I'm answering <laughs> him verbally. No. And he was like, that's because boats are made to go over waves. Uh-huh. He was like, when we're flying and you feel a bump, that's not an air pocket. If there were air pockets, people would be suffocating walking down the street when they walk into an air pocket. Yeah. That's not real. We're just going over wind. We're just... Gliding through the wind like a boat would glide through some choppy waves. So he's just calming everybody's nerves. But the whole time, every bump, I was like, I'm in a boat. Mm-hmm. Just bumping over some airwaves. It's made to do this. It's made to do this. The thing we about a boat us. is you can just jump out and swim probably. Right. Float on a board. I don't know. So anyways, he prepped us all to have a lot of turbulence and told us the turbulence comes from wind or lots <laughs> of high speed. And he uh, said, planes are fine. Planes are fine. Anyways, uh, he's like, we're just going to take off. We're going to do this. We're going to have a little waiting period until the air traffic control says we're safe to go. And then we're going to do this, baby. Stay buckled. He's Dallin like, and I. Over and over. He told yeah. us over and over to stay buckled. So he goes down to the end of the fairway and we take off into the wind. No, no, no. The, stop. Oh, You're what? forgetting the most dramatic part. Oh, what? There we are. We're at the 
the edge of the runway, like you can hear the engines revving about to, oh God. About to go off. These crazy and drone these thrills. These two drunk girls stand up and I'm like, no. What are you the doing? The pilot said Did to stay buckled. hear our captain's speech? How can you break this rule? He has given us a rule to follow. And she looks sick and she like starts moseying back to the bathroom. She's like, I have to go to the and bathroom. the stewardess are like oh, she high was alert. so mad. Wait. She was like, sit down. Well, first the stewardess in the back was like, you can't be here. And the girl's like, well, I'm going to pee my pants. Do you just want me to pee my pants? Yeah. And the stewardess goes, listen, we're about to take off. You're going to get thrown around and hurt yourself and people. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Uh-huh. And she won't. And then her mom or older sister is like, she's going to pee. You're going to just They're let her drunk pee. going to Vegas. It was so annoying. And then she shoves herself into the bathroom and locks the door. And really? over the intercom, the other stewardess, who I think is the head alpha oh, lady. She was bad. She at. starts yelling over the phone yeah. and is like, sit down. Everyone needs to be in their seats. And the girls like the girls just peeing for a really long time. She won't yeah. stop. She won't come out. I would never come out. If this were me, <laughs> I would die the in that bathroom. The entire airplane is pissed at you. I don't know how she can handle this amount of social pressure. I cannot even handle the amount like the imagine imagining social pressure. And she's standing up the on the runway, the engines are revving. The stewardess is yelling at her. The guy sitting next to her came over to Dallin and was like, can I sit in that seat, please? Because I'm pretty sure he's afraid he's going to get tased by accident. And thrown up on by these drunk yeah. girls. When like the the air troopers, whatever, the police come in yeah. to drag these girls off the plane because they're uh-huh. not obeying. Yeah. So, Well, the first time she stood up, the other people made her sit back down. The second time she just got up of like five minutes Who later. Who made her sit down? The, all the attendants made her go back, oh, remember? And then the second time, she just like, screw it. I'm just going back. I'm not listening. She really had to go. Dallin can relate to that, though. <laughs> I can. He yeah, I experienced that 10 Dallin times a day. Dallin feels that 10 times a day. Yeah. Then the stewardess in the front she comes barreling down, down the front of the screaming, plane. you need to sit down. Do I need to call someone? Do yeah. I need to turn this plane around? Oh, and the friend is like, this is so crazy. I don't understand. What the F? What's happening? I just need to pee. Like, there's just so I'm dumb. hyperventilating just a, just. Well, yeah. A, I'm so interested, can't keep my eyes off him. <laughs> B, I feel like I'm putting myself in that position, like yeah. feeling like, what if I was the one getting yelled at? I would crumple and die. Yeah. I don't know how these people don't do that. Then the pilot gets on the line and he's like, we got delayed, so we're going to go park over here for five minutes. I'm pretty sure he made that up. I'm pretty sure he called air traffic and he was like, we've got crazies. Get ready to take them off if they don't like sit down. I don't know. But they sit down. They do not they get escorted out off the plane. nonchalantly. They're just, well, they're so drunk. They're so drunk. They're like, that was so crazy. I can't believe that happened. Yeah, they're just playing dumb. And then they go sit back down. Finally, we go and get to take off. The plane is shaking. I see. I've never seen this before. The tube, like the tube that you're in, I see it wobbling. The The, the, the whole plane, the tube of the plane from the inside. It's like a big tube. It was wobbling? You can see the roof like kind of jiggling like you're inside (gasps) yellow. I did not see Did you ever see it? No, I was closing my eyes. And then as we take off. Um, it you like, can feel the plane kind of 
tilting. It's tilting. It's it's like swaying back and forth, and the tires. You can feel the tires trying to keep it going straight, but the wind. Oh is yeah, like while so we're still hard. on the ground, it's like. Yeah, it's like the it almost, it's, it was the sketchiest. I mean, takeoff I'm sure it wasn't almost getting flipped over by no. the wind, but well, it the felt giant, like the rudders are just keeping it straight with tons of you know wind. But it was uh, it was it, terrifying. It was done, and the pilots did it, and it was very but, shaky. But we kept it straight down the runway, and we took off as soon as we could, and just bolted up to try to get out of the wind as fast as we could. He talked. And then us it was smooth that. sailing yeah. the rest of the way. It was fine. But the takeoff really, for a few minutes there was pretty shaky. I think that will affect me my whole life. Like I've never had someone explain it to me that way, and I've always just been like, I'm gonna die. Like 14, just, 14, are gonna 30, snap off. well, they're old, like planes are not brand new and it's just held together by screws. Like heaven knows my house isn't that stable and I just don't trust it. And I don't trust these people. I don't know flying me in a plane. I don't trust through the air. I just don't trust it. But having him just sit there and be like, it's like a boat. Mm-hmm. I can imagine a boat. I'm fine on boats. I Actually, know. I hate boats, but. I like boats more than planes. Anyways, I like planes. I always have, always will. Ashley hates planes. So this I was just a little like over the top. No, for I Ashley. feel like it's affected me positively. Oh, good. Like, I. Like well, going through that and surviving no, and knowing that it was ha- safe, just like having, any normal flight is pretty safe. No, it's not. Just having him talk to me. <laughs> okay. That pilot, when he was like, it's like a boat. He my, was very knowledgeable. I feel like my mind can like anchor in that and be like, these bumps are like waves, yes. little waves, choppy. It's like a kind older uncle or maybe even a grandpa that's been doing this his whole life you people know? like that who like talk me through something with gentle caring i'm like ready to join whatever they want me to join join whatever religion they're <laughs> like heading up. my anesthesiologist when he was like taking care of me while i'm getting a c-section i'm ready to be like to, i want him to adopt me i'm ready to be his child yeah. or like join his church actually loves that anything like he's just sitting there he's like i've got you you're safe with me and i'm like anything mm-hmm. i'll do anything you want like i'm loyal to you till the day i die yeah that's how i feel about the pilot now he's like are you sure you want paint me a birmingham to be playing as your child is born no that okay side note <laughs> james's birth worst experience <laughs> it was a great it was one of my best c-sections i don't all team of all women team no that was violet oh, but sorry. violet they didn't give me some drug i forgot what it was Right after they took James out, they pumped this. He was like, the anesthesiologist was like, I'm going to push this and uh-huh. you're going to feel really good. And everything that, everything will just seem like it's good. And uh-huh. I was like, okay. Give sounds it. great. <laughs> and yeah. then like when they sew you up and they like, there's lots of pressure and it's intense. You just don't remember that. And it's just happy. Uh-huh. I like turned it down and I was like, I've never felt better. Yeah. I think I became addicted to that drug in the one time I used it. And I it's wonder what it was. like my mind goes there. And it's a beautiful place. Get me some of that. Anyways, during James's birthday, I wasn't prepared for this. That was a bad joke. The OB was like, what do you want to listen to? And I was like, oh, immediate stage, right? I can't think of any song I've ever liked. And I want to play songs that people will th- are be like, oh, she's a cool girl. She likes this music. Uh-huh. Have none of that. Like Backstreet Boys is, is my favorite. Uh-huh. Don't want to play that well. Anyways, I'm like, well, how about. Also the song that our baby first hears when they're born. Will- right. You know, I was not prepared. Entire life. Literally was not prepared. So I just go like my go-to George Strait. And he was like, oh yeah, awesome. And I'm like, oh good. I made a good choice. Yeah. He does Pandora on his phone. <laughs> he doesn't just look up George Strait songs. Yeah. Guess what song is playing while James is born? Paint me a Paint Birmingham. Paint me a Birmingham. <laughs> Make her look just the way I planned. 
Little so worse. On the if James does anything weird that happens in James' life, you can blame it on her being born to Tracy Lawrence singing "Paint Me a Birmingham." The worst fire in the front yard. Dude, I love that song, but not for when my baby's being born. Grass. That's the song I make fun of when I make fun of country music. Yeah, make it early spring. For a while, she'll be mine again. Hey, Key change. Paint me a Birmingham. <laughs> So that's what it was. So that's what it was. It's Lots a story. I think we de- the people deserve um, an update on our car. Because oh, that was, good. we left them hanging with the last one. You were going to go buy a car. We did. We did. We Well, we didn't. We didn't buy the car. So after much more research, you know, it really takes driving to the bank to get a cashier's check for the down payment of your car to make things real and decide whether you want to buy We were going to do not. it, but it was rickety. Well, he said he fixed the seat, but still. Well, we, do people may- know? Mm-hmm. He, no one knows what happened. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. How far did we get? I don't know. Dallin d- drove the car and it was making this clicky noise. And if you know Dallin, clicky noises yeah, we talked about are worse than torture. So we fixed the back seat, said it was ready to go. But then we're like, okay, getting cold feet. We tried to just negotiate a little bit more because we didn't negotiate. I didn't negotiate very well. I just got really excited and I'm like, all right, cool. We'll pay that. <laughs> and, and so Ashley's like, well, you didn't try to negotiate at all. And I'm like, uh. A little bit. Okay, but to your d- defense, I followed this lady called the car mom and she, right after all of this happened. Mm-hmm. And she was like, people don't really do that anymore. That was the vibe that I have. So I think you did it right. And yeah. then I put us in a weird 1995 situation. Uh-huh. <laughs> and the, I, he was like, we don't do that anymore. Because yeah. he kept being like, well, I'll take like $100 off. And I was like, $100? <laughs> That's like a penny. Like, that's nothing right. within you know, the I total just, pr- cost. I, think, I don't know. It probably depends on the car dealership. But I get the vibe that they're moving away from the sleazy, oh, yeah, man, let's get you a car today. I don't know. Yep. So anyways, they were just like, well, if you're not. I got the right fit for you. He was like, listen, if you're not going to buy this car. take for you to sign right here saying you're going to buy this car? Yeah. So he was basically just like, you guys should walk away if you're not ready to buy this car because we're not negotiating well also we did a little bit more research and i think the 2024 explorer is gonna finally get much needed upgrades because it hasn't been updated in like three years and they're gonna make the 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 vertical screen landscape which i think will be very nice and they're going to you know it just hasn't been updated in three years we like walked we didn't buy the car and now we're in this like happy feeling where we're like we didn't spend all that money yeah let's buy clothes <laughs> so now we're just in clothes so now we it. feel good about everything we buy we're yeah. like let's go to chick-fil-a it's fine we didn't buy a car yeah. that's what we say for everything now well that's we great. didn't buy a car so we can do anything so now we're just waiting till maybe later this year to see what know. the 2024 explorer looks like Slash maybe the, the uh, Toyota is releasing a Highlander a called Grand the Grand Highlander. Highlander, where it's supposed to be a little bigger, a little better looking, a little more roomy inside. Excited about that too. We'll there, see. Everyone's telling us to get the Kia Telluride. Yeah. For number one, there's none available ever anywhere. Unless you want to pay 10000 In El Paso, there were some. In St. George, there's none. And they told us in Las Vegas, they're jacked up for the price. Yeah. Number two... Is Kia a good car? I've heard there's I think they've changed. I grew up in a Kia van. My mom had a Kia. What's the van called? It was just always broken. So I have this like bad vibe when when you're I'm at Kia because I'm like, well, my mom hated that car. She gave it away for free because it broke so much and it was just a piece of junk. Mm -hmm. Do you have a Kia? 
Do you like it? Yesterday at Chick-fil-A, I parked next to a Kia Carnival. Wasn't good or? Yeah. I mean, it kind of looks like a van. It's kind of not a van, mm -hmm. but it's supposed to be like the shizna inside. Like the captain's chairs in the middle row recline with yeah. a footrest. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I mean, their kids are in car seats. Like no one's doing that. Plus I'm a freak about seatbelts and I'm like, if you reclined, your neck's getting decapitated in a crash. And the screens. Um, oh yeah. And there's, and yeah. there's like mom talk. Oh yeah. So you can talk to the back row and all and that. And Kia does this thing where they like have stadium seating so the people in the back, uh, stadium seating, like it's probably like four centimeters higher, but it's, it's supposed to like help with car sickness or something. And the people in the back can see out the front window better or something. They do a lot. I just like can't get it out of my head that my mom hated her key. You know how like if you grew up with a dad that hated something or a mom that hated something, you just are like, you just believe it forever. Like, oh, that's crap. Yeah. That's how I am with Kia and I can't. Yeah. Uh, well, I can't, then we like, probably shouldn't own one. I don't know That's though. That's a real factor to consider. Dallin told me when we got married that Ford stands for found on road dead. That was stupid. And and I've always that been was like. just based on my upbringing in rural Colorado where people got already different opinions yeah, like, about trucks. I know nothing about cars. So if someone's like, well, I hate that. I'm like, well, that forever in my life, I will believe it's a bad car. No, like at dumb. the Ford Fords dealership. Fords are one of the nicer ones before you entered the luxury market. I like Fords are very I nice. I base this on nothing, but at the Ford dealership, I was like, Dallin, you hate Fords. And he was like, Ash, I have a Ford. Yeah, I drive a Ford. He love drives it. a Ford. Yeah. Ford. And I was like, found on road dead. <laughs> that was so dumb. No. Dumb. All right. Well, what else? Ash? Oh, something a, happened ooh. to me at James's haircut. You want to hear? It's completely stupid yes. and embarrassing. Then talk about our overnighter coming up. What happened at the haircut? Well, you know, like people like recognize us every once in a while. Uh -huh. Okay. And every once in a while. Are you scolding our child? No. Like at Disneyland? Every once in a while, someone's like, I know I know you from somewhere. Yeah. And it happens like a lot. happens like a couple times a week and they can't place it. They're uh -huh. like, and that's what happened at the haircutter. This girl was like. I know you from somewhere. And in my head, I'm like, it's from Instagram. Yeah. And she's like, where did you go to school? And I'm like, Georgia. She's like, never been there. And then she's like, where, where did you used to live? And I'm like, South Jordan up, up by Salt Lake. And she's like, no, I've lived here my whole life. And she can't like shake it. And I'm like, don't do it. Don't be like, cause I hate being like, oh, well, I'm an influencer. <laughs> <laughs> but she I'm won't, like super popular she won't drop it, which is fine. But she, and, and she keeps being like, I know you from somewhere. And I'm like, well, I am on Instagram. Maybe you know me from Instagram. I kind of have like, you know, like some people follow me. I don't know how to say it. And she's like, definitely not from there. And then it was weird. <laughs> and then she's like, but hey, good for you for having that. And I'm like, mm. <laughs> awkward. Just felt awkward. And then I was so flustered. I like didn't pay for James's haircut and walked out the door and then, <laughs> <laughs> like, um sorry excuse me and then I like turned around and was like running back in and the lady who cut James's hair just looks like someone just didn't pay her she's yeah. like looking kind of grouchy and uh -huh. you know miffed right as she should because I just dined and dashed well, I don't think it's inappropriate to be like oh, excuse me miss you forgot to pay right I'm like why didn't you should have said something I'm just yeah. walking out with my kids like I came back because I was like, oh my gosh, I forgot to pay. Yeah. I just got to like halfway to the parking lot okay. and I ran back in and I was like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I need you to approve of they me. You probably get that all the time with parents wrangling their kids and it's, it is flustering having their kids, you know, un at least with our George, he hates haircuts. 
and it's always a little it was just on things. edge. We just cut her bangs. Okay. But anyways, yeah. it was just this whole scene. It happens. Because it's a haircutter, so everyone in the haircutter hears me being like, you probably know me from Instagram. And then oh. she's like, no. Did you ever figure out where? No, I just like, it was over. And I was like, well, maybe it's from the, maybe you just saw me on a reel. Because I've never, like, our oh. our life path has not crossed. And she kept being like, not from there. I was like, Weird. all right, well, I'm going to go. I'm just going to leave. Yeah. And then I had to come back because I didn't pay. Yeah. That was, that happened to me. <laughs> okay. Cool story. Cool Hansel. story. Yeah. Well, we have an overnighter coming up for the first time in forever. Going to have a babysitter watch our kids. And me and Ash are going to go to Vegas. I hate Vegas. Yeah. Vegas too. is But there are some vibe. things I do like about it. I like it for like a fun night to go something specific. But staying there for an extended period of time, I, I don't know. When your vibe with is my, like a cottage on Prince Edward Island, Vegas It's feels very scary. different than your vibe. Yeah. Uh, me going with like a group of guy friends, freaking blast. Literally worst nightmare. But I, I had a, <laughs> yeah. But it, uh, me and Ashley, it'll you know, be we're going to have fun. It'll be great. I just don't like smoking. I don't like the smell. Ashley hates everything. I stress that about Vegas carcinogens is. everywhere because right. Vegas is literally like one large carcinogen. Yeah. But they have restaurants. It's fueled sex, wrong. <laughs> they have lots of restaurants. Dallin's gonna. We're gonna go to Din Tai Fung. Mm. All our friends say it's their favorite restaurant, and they have like a real mall. Our mall has like one, has Cute like a pretzel stores. stand. Cute little medium-sized like, town. Lots mall. of like nothing I want. So uh, we're gonna go shopping at a mall because we have family pictures coming up. And I'm going to walk into, this is what happens. I walk into the store and I'm like, too expensive. Can't buy anything here. Let's mm -hmm. just shop. I'll just get something at Target. And yep. Dallin's like, then Dallin goes back in and buys everything he sees that I he thinks I would like. And yep. then we leave. And that's how we go shopping where I don't have shopper's remorse. I'm like, Dallin bought it. I didn't. That's just how and we that's have how to it function. Goes. That's how Actually, it goes. hard labor buys clothes. So sometimes I just have to buy them for her. It's hard when for the first four years of your marriage, the only thing you did what I did while you worked, I was at home with the baby while you were at work all day, eight hours a day. I listened to Dave Ramsey constantly. Uh -huh. You can't get that voice out of your head. Yeah. Especially when you're a girl like me, who's like, well, if someone who's kind and sounds nice and talks me through a situation, gives me any advice, I will live by it forever. Mm -hmm. Dave Ramsey for three years constantly. Yep. Can't, I can't buy anything. Yeah. In closing, I want to say thank you to everybody who listened to my podcast on Mormon stories, talking about my faith journey. That was uh, very, it's been very just validating and um, emboldening yeah. and just very self-affirming to hear all these people like say thank you or that my story helped them or that they had a lot of the similar experiences and have felt the same way. And I put words to feelings that they've had that they haven't had words for and it just meant a lot so thank you for all the nice feedback i think it's nice when you have like worst case scenario like running through your mind like worst case if like i think that's what you were me. going we're gonna be mad at me people yeah. are gonna say i gave up or i failed or and then for I it to turn out or i saw things the wrong way i'm sure there are many people well, who I are every, keeping it to themselves all that, we've heard is just people being like hey i totally understand where you're coming from and I thought it was a really great listen. Yeah, and people saying they feel like they know me better now. And it's just been something that's been, you know, on my mind hardcore for three years. And there's a large part of me that has changed recently. And it was, it's just been very, 
it's been a big weight off my shoulders to tell my whole story and get it out there. Yeah. It's really like you, it's hard to like describe it. Like I am very like socially like shy, but when I get up on Instagram and like say something that I would never say Mm -hmm. to like face to face, because I'm so like self-conscious of how people will react. But like after saying that and having someone write a message to you, like, I totally see where you're coming from, or that's me, or yes, like it's like you you are saying what I'm thinking. Like when you hear that, it makes you, or it's made me like 100% more comfortable with myself. Mm-hmm. Because I think all the time you have in your mind, like worst case scenario, like I'm the only weirdo, no one's like me. If anyone knew me, they wouldn't like me. Like I think that's like the script playing through my mind a lot, or it used to be. And then being on Instagram and like kind of showing how weird I am and like how I like weird things that I thought no one liked and how I like, you know, on a good day, I brush my hair and look like someone who is acceptable to society mm-hmm. to like be accepted as your vulnerable self, the self you normally hide. That's like the self I show on Instagram. It makes you more comfortable being that self like in real life, off the internet. Yep. I feel like you felt that a lot. Like you said a lot of things that only you've ever told to me or ever even just thought in your head. Yeah. Like I listened to it and I was like, never heard that before. Didn't know that about Dylan. And then like everyone is so accepting of it and it makes you kind of more brave about just... And comfortable being myself. Yeah, like in day-to-day interactions. Yeah. Like this is who I am, kind of. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's been my big takeaway from Instagram, like sharing my life being able to not be so on, on guard socially. And cause I like have this feeling like, Oh, like I've shared this and this has been, people have received this and it hasn't been worst case scenario. Mm-hmm. I don't know for someone who's shy. It's been really great for me Yeah, to like have positive feedback when I think I'm going to get negative feedback. Yep. It's just, uh, does something where it makes you feel comfortable being yourself. Yeah. Like when you convince yourself like, Oh, if anyone knew this about me, I would get rejected. And then to share it and you're not rejected makes you more brave about sharing other things too, or being more yourself. Yeah. Anyways, everyone should be on Instagram. It's been great for me. (laughs) Okay. Love you. Bye.